Friends, as we return back to church, some few are coming back after a long time since the lockdown to keep us safe and others safe. It's so good to see you. It's been a while since we've seen each other and worshiped together. So welcome. I'm excited to have you here and I know your excitement. Just yesterday I was talking to a gentleman who says, I'm starving for the Eucharist. I'm starving to be with a community of faith and I can see how much you are starving and how much you want to receive Jesus, especially also those of you that are participating through online platform. I know how much you are hungering, how much you are looking forward to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. I know you can't wait to come back and I hope you will soon. Until then, the spiritual connection, the spiritual Holy Communion is very significant and is very important for all of us. So speaking about today's reflections, it brought home memories of a, of a little maxi, my childhood days, when I would go with my mom or my friends in the farms. My family had farms, they still do, and so people in our village couldn't afford a tractor individually, so you would hire a gentleman who had a pair of oxen and was a farmer to come and plow our farms. So he would bring his pair of oxen, oxen and then he would, you know, fasten them with the harness or the yoke and would start the job. And when, you know, just talking about my yoke and my yoke being easy and light, it brings home the memory of, very vivid memory of this farmer who would plow fields. And, you know, this, the pair of oxen, God bless them, but some of them were very active. Others were really dragging their feet and you know, not wanting to cooperate with the other one. The other one had to say, hey, buddy, come on, get going. You need to get this job done, right? You could just see the other guys like, you know, can you please help me now? And so, and then, you know, the farmer really trying to motivate them to get to the finish line at the end of the day so he can make his living, and my mom would give me a shovel or something and say, be busy, boy. But then that didn't go too far. Two seconds, and I was done with my work. And I would watch this farmer really intently on how he's so patient and so loving and so tender with, with the pair of oxen. You know, so, and then there would be a time where one of them would just give in, you know, he'll just collapse or just want to sit down. Okay, I'm now going to sit down. You sit down too, you know, and then it would be a little more burden on this other guy who's like, oh my goodness, what are you doing to me, right? So what, what you see there is really both, you know, those ox, both the oxen, you know, they, they have to cooperate, you know, they have to be collaborators. You can't revolt and say, no, you ate most of the grass and the food. I'm not going to cooperate with you. No, they both have to. They both share the burden. They both aid each other, you know, and get to the finish line. You know, that's what I'm thinking about. Jesus trying to inspire us on our faith journey and saying, to us, come on guys, let's do this. But before that, hold that thought. 
Before that, you see Jesus saying, I give you praise, Lord God, Father of heaven and earth, for revealing these things to, to the innocent ones, to the simple ones, right? To the childlike, like, like Charles and like Lucy and like Magdalene, who was recently baptized, you know, little babies. We've got to be like little children, Jesus says. You know, well, the scribes and the Pharisees just rejected him. And so he could not reveal to them the mystery of the Trinity, Jesus the Son, and addressing to God the Father. The other part is, not often you see Jesus, hear Jesus vocally praying, right? Here he is, I thank you God, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. How often do you hear Jesus really articulate those words? Very seldom. Here's one today. The other one is in the Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane, where he says, Father, if it is possible, take this cup of suffering away from me, right? And then the other one is at the cross who says, you know, my God, why have you abandoned me? You know, recalling the psalm. Other instances, Jesus teaches his apostles, yes. He teaches them how to pray. He prays the Lord's prayer, the Our Father, you know, addressing God as Father. But there are other times he prays, but prays quietly, silently going up the mountain. Scripture says that all the time. You know, Jesus prays meditative, contemplative, you know, reflective prayer. But sometimes his prayers are vocalized, which is one of those you hear in today's gospel. So to carry our burden, our Lord's, that connection is important with God the Father, with God the Son, with God the Holy Spirit, with the Blessed Mother. We've got to stay connected. Vocal prayer, mental prayer, this church is open for you during this COVID time. While everything else seemed restricted, come pray. So then let's get back to this, the pair of oxen and what Jesus is trying to tell us. He's saying, come to me, you know, and I will give you rest. And I'm thinking, okay. You know, your son is coming back from the college or your daughter is coming back from college and you're saying, yes, come child, you know, come home, rest, I'll feed you. And then the first day you're telling your son, son, we've got to fix that fence, you know. Why don't you pick that shovel? I'll pick the other instruments. Let's fix the fence. And he's thinking, dad, seriously? Nathan is saying, dad, seriously, you're going to put me to work? Is this rest, right? Jesus is saying here, come to me and rest. And then he says, take this wood of the cross. Take this yoke and, you know, rest. What kind of rest is that, you're wondering. And he talks about, learn from me, he says. Well, let's get down to that. Jesus is a teacher. He teaches. But this time, he's not just teaching, but he's saying, walk this as a way of life. Follow me, follow my path, he says. Imitate me, he says, right? So the two yokes that Jesus is asking us to carry, first is the yoke of gentleness, and second is the yoke of humility. The yoke of gentleness and the yoke of humility is what Jesus is asking us to carry. Think about the Beatitude, chapter 5 of Matthew's Gospel. The blessedness, the happiness, you know, by meekness, by humility, by reaching out to others, by being peacemakers, we will be, you know, inheriting the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. 
And while there's great quote in the book of Sirach, chapter 51, verse 26, 27, you know, Jesus is kind of alluding to, to that uh, book of wisdom where the wisdom book says, take the yoke of, take the yoke of wisdom, the yoke of wisdom will give you rest, rest for your souls. Follow the, follow the instructions where your soul will receive rest and peace. And Jesus here says, well, I am wisdom. Jesus is wisdom personified. I am the wisdom in person. You will find rest for your souls if you follow my way, if you follow my path. And then you're thinking, how is this possible, Jesus? You give me this word of the cross, you give me this yoke, and you say that you will find rest? How is this possible? Think about it, especially now is, you know, so much happening around us. Yesterday we celebrated this great country's independence. So while you might feel bogged down with all what's happening, the violence, the, you know, Peaceful protests are good, but I'm talking about looting and other thing and, you know, all what's happening that is so negative and it can really pull you down. It really can burden you and go also for us to go into dark place in our life thinking, yeah, how hopeless we are. No, but don't think that way because this is a great nation, because you are great people of this great nation. And I can tell you being, you know, coming from another country. You reach out to many who are in need and bring them solace and peace. You sent men and women so that someday the world will see peace. You reach out and give work, a ton of food and charity and monies for people and countries and nations so that world will see comfort and strength and grace and poverty will be minimized. So there's a lot of goodness in, in this country. And I want you to think about that goodness in this country, which was built, you know, in God we trust, you know, which was built one nation under God. The, 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 the forefathers really knew that God was essential to, to really find joy and peace. While there is so much going will happen in our lives, we will find comfort and strength only in God alone. They knew that, and they shared those virtues and values for us to live by them. But what have we done? You know, we know what we've done. You know, in our own families, in our own state, in our own country, you know, some families have truly followed the Lord have really remained faithful and raised families. And, you know, but as they grew up, they just may have chosen their own path. We get that. But mostly what we have done is kept God away from our institutions, from our schools, where we can truly educate these children under God, where teachers can be instruments of the heart of God. So it will be like, you know, I was describing to you one of those you know, oxen just giving up, right? And then, you know, dragging the other one, trying to drag. God gives us choices. He gives us freedom to choose. And when you make choices that are not right and good, God is waiting. He's waiting like that other ox. He, he can, right? And when, you know, when need comes, he will. He will pull us out, you know. He will drag us on and help us know 
through pain to get to the finish line. But until then, he is a patient God. He is a loving God. He is merciful. He tries to inspire us just like that farmer who tries to inspire his pair of oxen. So what we have done in our families, in our youths, you know, in, in our culture, let us, let us reform our culture of family and faith. That's essential. And that's how we can get to the finish line. And so the harness or the yoke that we are carrying, Jesus can truly help us lighten. He's going to aid us. He's going to share in our burden. He's going to cooperate with us. We have to be collaborators on this path to find that yoke that is light, that burden that is easy to carry. The reality is only the yoke that Jesus offers us is the lightest of all yokes around and in the world. Most, most people try to find and, you know, do their own things, find, you know, by themselves try to carry their burdens and the yokes, and then what happens? They're tired and they give up on life and, and they fall apart. God does not want us to experience that. He wants us to take up our yoke, knowing that Jesus' yoke truly is the lightest. And when Jesus talks about the yoke, what is he talking about? Yes, definitely, youth in your struggle, in your disappointments, in your hardships, not being able to, you know, be with your friends right now, not being able to return to school. Now, I know it's summer here, but other parts of the world, not being able to families to participate with your friends and families, that can be a burden that can bring us down. And other, you know, other issues that we are facing, you know, unemployment, you know, how can we provide for our families? health issues and the fears of COVID-19 that will take the lives of our, you know, elderly people. So there's a lot of anxiety and worry, and Jesus can help us lighten that burden, take up that yoke, but most and above all, he's talking about sin. You know, how sin can really bring us down. You know, I was talking to a gentleman who, who, who cannot return to church because he felt so guilty. He feels the shame, even though he has tried going to confession, but he needs that grace of God. He needs God, God's help really at this time to know that he's loved and that Christ who died on the cross died for him, to redeem him, to wash him of his sins. And so friends, what is it that's going to help us? The grace of God. We are not going to carry grace. Grace is going to carry us. We are not going to bear grace, but grace is going to bear us and lead us to the finish line. And what is our finish line? Eternal life is our finish line. Heaven is our eternal goal. So friends, while we will face challenges, while we will face suffering just like Jesus did, yet it will be made light for us. Yet we will be able to carry it by the help of Jesus. Let us take his word, let us accept his invitation, and let us help him cooperating with his grace on this path to heaven, our eternal home. May this Eucharist feed us, nurture us, and nourish our soul. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.